lovelies. I'm Iris. I'm Foxglove. I'm Sage. And I'm Sunflower. And this is And They Were Roommates, a podcast about modern love, life, and everything in between. Disclaimer, we are not experts at being adults. We've just lived through a lot. This week, we will be talking about love languages, compliments, and things we're hopeful for. So, love languages. Let's talk about them. Well, first, uh, should we explain a little bit about what love languages are? Do you want to tell yes. people what love languages are? In case someone has lived under a rock? Well, don't say that. Some people don't know about those. That's legitimate. Um, yeah. Love languages are based on a book that was written maybe 15 years ago now. I definitely don't have that information off the top Do of my head. Do you Google it? I don't care. If we're going to reference a book, we should probably know at least like the name and maybe who wrote it. It's the five. The title is The Five Love Languages, and it's by, by Gary Chapman. Gary Chapman, apparently. There we go. The Five Love Languages, How to Express Heartfelt Commitment to Your Mate, a book by Gary Chapman. And that's the sum total of what I know about the book. Um, I just thought it would be worth mentioning that, like, this is not like a psychological rule that you get taught in college or something. This is like Mm. a system that somebody came up with that we think works really well as like a way to talk about attachment and affection. And also like how to, what's the words I'm looking for? I don't know. They just left. They marched right on out of there. That's okay. They got, I got you, boo. Love languages um, are really also helpful for like d- figuring out what ways you can show affection to your partners and communicating how they can show love to you in a way that you're actually like reading it and understanding it as a display of affection or love. Right. Because all of us yeah. like feel love in very different ways and there are different ways that we all take it. There's the same way we actually talked about this in like the date episode of like sometimes watching a movie on your couch at home is a date to some people but not to others. And it's kind of the same thing yeah. with love languages is like some people like feel love from different methods better than others. Absolutely. Exactly. And exactly. it's important to understand how other people express that. So you don't just think hmm, my partner is an asshole because they're not expressing things exactly the way that I want them to. It's just different. Some people express their love in a way that might look unfamiliar initially, but once you understand it, you realize, oh, wow, they've been really infatuated with me this entire time, and I just didn't know how to read it. Yeah, and there's also, yeah. like, if you are using the wrong love language with your partner and everything, too, sometimes they don't realize that you care about them because you're not expressing love in a way that they can understand it either. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So this is just a way to translate your different... Ver- like methods of expression yeah your different love languages and it yeah. hopefully will help you express your needs more open and honestly with your partner so that you can get the most out of your relationship exactly. so yeah because you should feel loved yeah you should yeah <laughs> handy guidebook to communicating better in a relationship definitely that's so, our podcast yes. <laughs> there are uh some like quizzes and some stuff online that can help you determine what your love language actually is so we took these Pretty early into our relationship because we're all very different people with how we express and also feel love. And those can be two very different things as well is like the one that you like the most when other people do it to you and the one that you like to do to your partners can be two different things. I don't know. Does that make sense? Was that a logical statement? That does. Okay. That was. Cool. Rad. Yeah. We sometimes give and receive love in in different ways. Like it's and a lot has to do with how we were socialized or just how you innately view love as a person. Yeah. And your family and everything, your nature and nurture. A lot of different factors involved. Yeah, so we took these quizzes forever ago as a way to, like, better communicate about what we need out of a relationship. So we all wanted to take, like, the one that we primarily receive 
as love um, to talk about them individually. So mine is acts of service. And acts of service are kind of exactly what they what it says on the tin. Um, I really enjoy and feel loved when people do stuff like cleaning up the kitchen or doing the dishes because I'm, like, not feeling well or just, like, hey, I just, like, did the laundry. Like, that's, like, the bee's knees for me. It used to be especially when we lived in a place where we had to, like, deal with snow and everything of, like, cleaning off the <laughs> car. Like, that's a that's a proposal right there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. I never knew. Yeah, and you used to do that all yeah. the time. But, like, that's a huge deal for me. I should have just stuck a ring in the middle of the cleared off snow next to the car, and then I could have done it that way instead. You didn't realize you had just been proposing to uh, Sun over and over and over again every single time you just went out in the morning and cleaned her car off. Yeah, that's why it never really mattered how you proposed. (laughs) (laughs) But no, this is something that, like, and that's a really interesting thing, too, of, like, you can also do these things without ever noticing that you do them. Because, like, Sage does acts of service without even thinking about them. Because, like, Sage does the dishes before any of us get out of bed in the morning. Pretty much every morning. Which I appreciate more than words can say. Yeah, I exactly. Mean, that's just the routine at this point. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, it doesn't and have to be. deeply appreciated. They don't have to be big, big acts. It's a lot of, like, small acts that can really make a huge difference when you're, like, an acts of service receiver. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. Cool. So I guess I'm next with physical touch, uh, which is definitely what I uh, scored the highest on for both um, giving and receiving in my love languages. Touch is uh, just being in contact with whoever I'm in a relationship with is really important to me, whether it's just like lounging next to them on the couch and having like an arm slung around them or like even just like bumping knees against one another, like just being having that tiny little contact is just like an affirmation of so many unspoken things to me. And it it just is a kind of connection that isn't equaled by any of the other love languages. So uh, luckily, I get a lot of variety in that in our relationship, um, because we all have very different styles of cuddling. And it's uh, most often expressed, I'd say, by just lounging collectively on the couch and just kind of being in a general heap next to one another. I will physically die without something to do, so I will just put my legs over Sage for five (laughs) hours. Yeah. And And that's just like the system. And then I get up and I can't feel my legs, but that's fine. That's an acceptable (laughs) sacrifice. I was... um. Yeah, we can uh, talk at the end a little bit about um, how polyamory makes all of this um, easier mm. in some mm-hmm. way. But uh, yeah, did you have any other final thoughts you wanted to throw in about? Um, it's just hard for me to put into words because it's really just like it's such a simple action, just like putting my hand on someone's knee or something like that. But the amount of like comfort that it expresses for me is just like leagues beyond what you would think that that would be from just such a small action. So I think that's, Mm. that's really it for me is like, it's, it's tiny like to look at, but it just means so much more. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, hell yeah. (laughs) 
I guess I can go next with uh, gift giving, which it's funny because um, I almost feel like I'm more of a gift giver than like I necessarily need to receive gifts to feel um, like affection. But um, this one was always really central because of the fact that it caused a lot of tension in <laughs> um, Fox and I's relationship early on. And this is actually I'm how we got into getting gifts. <laughs> this is how we like kind of landed on discussing love languages to begin with just uh fox and i we argued a lot we (laughs) argued a lot about this early in our relationship because i came from a household where like gifts were really a display of affection so um i grew up in a very heavy gift giving household and it's not just like big dramatic gifts right it's not like um you know sometimes fox and i tend to give each other like experience gifts rather than like physical gifts um that can cost more and are like concert tickets or that sort of stuff so that that happens too but it was also even just the small stuff of like i'd stop by the grocery store and i'd happen to see a movie that i knew fox was looking forward to um seeing so i'd just pick it up or i'd um come home with a candy bar or um you know this is the type of thing where like sometimes like sage or i will bring sunflowers or something like that i see what you did there (laughs) but it's one of those things where um i was really expressing my affection by gift giving and fox was not receiving it as affection (laughs) yeah it bears mentioning that i think this is actually a great thing to talk about the way that uh sometimes love languages can get kind of incompatible not in like a way that's anyone's fault but just because of the people involved so when you if you take like the standard love languages like quizlet on the internet it ranks them for you um i scored a flat zero on receiving gifts (laughs) it's really just not how i like do affection especially since iris grew up in a home where gift giving was a way to express like care and attention um i grew up in like an environment where gift giving was an was a control thing and like someone giving you a present meant that they were they were demonstrating some level of power over you it was transactional in a way it was very transactional and the strings attached meant that the price was way too high Mm -hmm. and so like it was really really hard for me to adjust to and we finally just had to like have a sit down conversation about it where i had to be like you have to start it's not my place to tell me tell you you can't get me gifts but you got to start me out on smaller stuff like you kind of have to like (laughs) exposure therapy me into this if this is how you're planning to like operate in this relationship because i just i can't handle because like you really just jumped into the deep end with stuff and i was like i actually anything more than 15 dollars makes me a little panicky yeah And, like, it's worth it to be able to talk explicitly about that because, like, it is really a way that you show affection and it is really something that brings you a lot of joy to, like, give gifts to people. And that is awesome, especially now that I've had years and years to adjust to it. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that's kind of the value of being able to talk about love languages in that, like, it means you can have explicit conversations about, like, this is a way I really show affection. It means a lot to me that I be able to continue doing it with you. So how do we make that functional? Yeah. 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 And it was definitely one of those things, too, of, like, by telling you that it was a love language for me, it recontextualized what was happening for you. And we were able to just have, like, an open and honest conversation about it. And um, we were able to figure out a way in which to, like, operate in a way that was better for both of us. Um, Exactly. That's really important. But yeah, so gift giving is pretty straightforward. It's anything 
big or small. Um, it can be homemade gifts. It can be um, purchased gifts. It can be experiences. It can be um, It has whatever. legitimately on at least one occasion been, hey, I found a cool rock that I, th- I thought you would like. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes that's how it be. But it's just, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's a very uh, classic way that society shows relationships. But um, uh yeah, to me, it means I, I'm more of a gift giver than a gift receiver. But um, I think I'm the strongest, like, gift giving love language out of the group. So still talking to it. <laughs> yeah, which I will say, like, I think we're all kind of gift givers, especially at this point. And even if it's like, I don't know, like how we trade off even like buying dinner if we're doing takeout and everything too. Or like, pretty much every time anybody goes out of the house to do anything, there's like coffee brought home or snacks or like a fruit that you'd like or like whatever it is. Yeah, it's like a mix between gifts and acts of service. And it's interesting how those two can can intersect to like the the action of going out of your way to get something but then the actual thing itself too mm-hmm. exactly exactly um and i think that brings it to me i'm sure this won't be a shock to anyone who <laughs> listens to the podcast um i like words of affirmation both given and received i talk a lot <laughs> <laughs> i'm the editor of this podcast i'm acutely aware of how much i talk um, and to me words of affirmation we're actually going to get into this a little bit later words of affirmation hold a lot of meaning for me personally as a way to indicate like affection to someone because people cannot read your mind like if you care about a person and you want them to know what they mean to you and not just in the sense of being like hey i love you i'm gonna go to the store but in the sense of like this is what i admire about you like this is what i think makes you a person that i love having in my life like whatever you know the thing that has occurred to you is that person can't read your mind and it's more than likely that they don't know that and the value of a being able to provide like a nice moment for someone you care about in that way of being like hey like i love having you in my life because like you're really brilliant at like figuring out new meals to make with the nothing we have in the fridge or whatever (laughs) or like i really love having you in my life because like you sat me down and bullied me into being able to accept gifts for like the first (laughs) time in my entire life just as an example just as a thought the like degree that it demonstrates like an un- a deep understanding of the other person is what i personally really value about words of affirmation like not that the others don't but like yeah really being able to be like this is what i admire and appreciate specifically because i i know you and i see you exactly like being able to connect with something that that person might not even really think of of themselves like you know, being able to tell someone like, this is the thing I admire about you and have them go, wow, I don't consider myself in that way at all. Thanks. Like, that's a good feeling. And it makes me feel connected to the people I care about. And the other thing is that like, especially if you come from a background where you have a history of trauma or abuse, it can be hard to trust what people tell you. And on that level, words of affirmation to me are like kind of, I don't know, an exercise of like recovery and like power of being able to be like, I am choosing to believe that this person would not lie to my face about this. Hmm. And like in return, I am choosing to believe that they believe I'm not lying to their face. Hmm. And 
I think that holds a lot of merit and a, a lot of weight specifically because like I did grow up with a lot of people who would be like, I got you this present, so you have to do this for me. And that means that being able to tell someone like, here's what I love about you. And it's kind of a weird, obscure thing that you probably haven't ever considered. But like, it means a lot to me and believe that that person believes me. That means the world to me. Yeah, I like I like tying so much of that to back to trust. Because I think that's like, that's the really important yeah. part of words for, of affirmation is like, you need to be specific. And you also have to trust each other. And like that both yeah. parties yeah. like definitely mean it. And it's 100% true. And like, here it is, I'm laying it all on the table. And you're like a safe person to say these things to and everything because like, I care about you. And I think that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it demands a lot of faith, both on the part of the person speaking and the part of the person hearing it. And like, that's what I'm about in my relationships. Yeah. Fun fact, physical that- touch might be the most highly rated for me but the right words of affirmation will break me in a good way (laughs) yeah right that's a mood (laughs) yeah yeah you and fox are uh writers uh sage and uh we can tell yeah you can tell Mm -hmm. both have beautifully crafted words of affirmation (laughs) but i think it's funny too because Um, like critical hit with words of affirmation yeah like iris and i are just the kind of people to be like oh, on this, like, really, like, whatever, I saw this ad and everything, I'm like, oh my god, look how cute this is, while, like, Iris is over here in a corner, like, literally buying it actively at that moment. (laughs) And we do that to each other, like, a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we just, like, we like to, um, when we know the other person won't buy it for themselves, and they show genuine enthusiasm for something that I know they won't give themselves, um... I'm always just like, oh hell yeah, I can I can go get that thing. And Sun does the exact same thing. So we're like an endless feedback loop it's true. of gift giving, and it's great. As the parade of boxes <laughs> arriving at our door clearly shows. Not sorry. Also filed under the reason we have three Don't copies be. of one comic. It's true. <laughs> it's a hundred percent. Another true. reason true. why communication is important. Important, listeners. <laughs> important. What the? <laughs> I liked important it. <laughs> it's like impertinent but not impertinent and important we uh, all have to <laughs> sorry <laughs> we all invent new words we here on to... the ATWR podcast <laughs> um, we <laughs> I can't with y'all <laughs> um, trying to get through a sentence and I can't um, yeah when we know that a, something that we all are looking forward to is coming out we've had to start coordinating <laughs> who's gonna Mm -hmm. buy it because otherwise but most of the time for like just small one-off things um it's usually safer but there's always that uh when you're gift giving there's always that like do i keep it a surprise and risk them buying it for themselves or somebody else buying it as well or do i just tell them in advance honestly people should people should see us doing our secret convos during like christmas time or whatever when we're all like (laughs) it's intense Back alley whispered conversations and like we yeah we have a group chat (laughs) for every different house. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) but we have a bunch of group chats that are like not Sage, not Iris, not Fox, but it's like everyone but that person just for like coordinating gift giving or birthday. These are the actual names of these group chats. They are yeah, and they are exclusively used for gift giving. (laughs) Yeah. They serve no other purpose. Yeah. Yeah. For planning for surprises and gifts for birthdays or events. You gotta do what you gotta do. 
Yeah, you know, listen, we're especially since the pandemic, we all live on top of each other all the time. So there's no like, oh, this person happens to be out so I can talk with my other two partners about Stealth planning doesn't for their exist surprise. anymore. No, it doesn't exist anymore. We need group chats, which we had anyway. But yeah, it, it's come even more in handy since the pandemic. I so think it's funny, too, because like, bring the ship- Iris and- Oop, go ahead. No, hey, no. No. <laughs> We're bringing the ship in? No. No landings. No, no, no it's not important. We will not dock. No, I think that's a good transition over to, like, the uh, the other one. You want to intro it, The final it, Sage, love language? My, my dude. So the, the final love language that we have not yet discussed is quality time, which we all scored super high on, which is great because that's been all of the past year <laughs> yeah, has been enforced quality enforced time with quality our partners. Time. Yeah, let's... <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And um, yeah, it's one of those things where we each have like maybe one or two other things that might be like higher or in the same area and stuff like that in terms of like how we give and receive affection. But quality time is just like a constant for all of us. Um, It's just something that matters a lot. And quality time can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. It can be Mm -hmm. time where you're actually having conversation. Um, with each other, which we do over like we make sure we have family dinners where we all sit down around the table and we talk to each other and um, we catch up just about how we're doing. We also have less structured quality time where we're all doing different things in the same room and we still consider that to be quality time. So it can mean a lot of different things. Yeah. And I think we talked about that a lot during the hobbies episode and we've talked about family meetings and we've talked about like date nights which are like structured quality time and they all at count at the end of the day mm-hmm. we all just like to be around each other and like it's a major way that we feel cared for is by knowing that the people around us like to be around us or at least that's a major part of me feeling cared for in the relationship yep anything that we share yeah and even today is like as like an activities and what we did today and everything is like a perfect example of how we do this constantly all the time because like most of the day and everything while everyone was like getting up or getting ready or eating or doing whatever they needed to do because it's saturday we were still like in the same room for like 95 percent of our our day and like yeah son and iris played a video game and i napped on the couch like that was just what we did with our morning yeah and sage was kind of in and out and that's the the important thing about all of these love languages to me is yes, these are fairly broad categories. And like some people might think it's an oversimplification, but there's so much variety inside each category, like receiving gifts can be anything from like big showy thing that's been months in planning to picking something up while you're like out at the store and physical touch has a whole range too. And so does acts of service. And it's the the variety of expressions that you get even in, you know, one monogamous relationship is going to be huge. And having a conversation with your partner or partners about that can be really enlightening because there's a lot to understand and a lot to unpack. Yeah. Yeah. And I think um, part of the purpose of talking about love languages is we all do all of these. Like in an average relationship, you probably do all or most of these. And they're all really very emblematic of what being in a long term romantic relationship is about um, or even non-romantic relationships. But one of the big things about discussing love languages is figuring out the ways in which these different things show up in your relationship and making sure that you're focusing in the right areas for your partner yeah, so that they are actually hearing what you're saying, which is I love you. Aww. Like what what a love language is actually just saying. (laughs) 
Yeah. Yep. It's right there in the name. Yeah. yeah. If there's one more thing that I could add and we can keep or toss depending on how it fits is like explore outside your comfort zone with love languages at mm-hmm. least a little bit. You don't have to commit to it if it makes you super uncomfortable. But like for me, I didn't I had a weird relationship with acts of service because in a similar way to Fox, something about just the way I was as a person when I first got into this relationship meant that it often felt very trans- transactional and that wasn't anything that you guys were doing that was just the way that it the way that I perceived it. But then the more time went on and the more that I realized that just like super simple things that I could do were acts of service and were recognized as such. And the more that I realized that, you know, there's no expectation put on me for someone else doing an act of service just out of love, the more comfortable I became in that. And it really fundamentally changed a lot of the way that I saw that as a love language. And I think there's a lot of room for everyone to explore different languages that are outside what they're used to and see if, wow, maybe like words of affirmation are much more important than I realized. Totally not me. Not based on a true story. (laughs) Or any of the others, but you could be missing out on something that makes you really happy without even knowing it so i i encourage you uh yeah go out and explore yeah and also yeah, like yeah. know that it's okay if one of these just doesn't do it for you like some people are just yeah. not yeah. suited yes, for absolutely. certain ones and we have trauma and we were raised in different families and everything was really different and like these all can mean very different things to you and the more that you talk through it and talk about it the more you're going to understand yourself and also your partner partner's I want to be able to verbally do the parentheses. (laughs) (laughs) Either partner or partners, regardless of how many you have, we're here for you. And so are the love languages. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think the other thing is that like, because they're so broad, if there's something you really struggle with, like, um, for example, I will explode and die in a very messy fashion (laughs) if I don't have something to do with my hands. So holding hands is not actually what is up for me personally. (laughs) That occasionally makes it hard to do the physical touch love language, but I have, like, adjusted to being able to be like, I'm just going to be kind of physically 40% in your lap while we watch this movie. Are we good with that? And like, and you still have your hands free to do, like, knitting or exactly. whatever else you need to keep your ADHD brain on track. And I'm not losing my mind, and you guys don't have to mop bits of partner off the ceiling, and it's great. <laughs> I just, I just, in, I'm envisioning... <laughs> A countdown timer in red LEDs on your forehead that's just counting down from a minute from whenever you don't have your phone in your hand, and if it hits zero, exactly. You I'm so glad that I'm so glad that we've been together so long that you can actually see inside my own brain. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yep. But so, like, talking about it more and discussing it more meant that I was able to be like, all right. This is not actually what I'm good at, but I like cuddling. So is it okay if I do this instead? And everyone was like, that's fine. And then we kind of got over it. And it was so helpful and productive. The world is wider, guys. Yeah. Yeah, it'll help. Yeah, and it's it's nice if you happen to be polyamorous like us because we all have our different strengths and things that we really enjoy giving or receiving when it comes to love languages and different par- partners in this relationship fulfill different levels of that for us, which is really nice. But yeah, um, I think the only other thought I wanted to toss in um, before we wrapped uh, this was just that two of the things that like came up a couple of times was like, 
trust and knowing the person. And I just wanted to talk a little bit about the fact that so many of these love languages play very heavily into that of, yeah. you know, an act of service, gift giving, words of affirmation, quality time, even physical touch. All of that is really centrally themed around like knowing the other person and knowing what they like. And that's all about communication and actually telling each other and doing that conversation and developing that trust and that knowing each other so that you can show them these love languages even better and i think that's really cool yeah yeah Yeah. i think that was beautiful all right so for an intermission today we were thinking to do something a little bit different because we are coming up on a month uh, or not a month jesus god a year of being in quarantine And uh, since this episode is going to probably come out around then, I have no sense of time anymore. Yeah, almost exactly around then. We figured that we would talk a little bit about some positive things because that year anniversary of the pandemic is probably going to be a little rough for everyone. Including us. Including us. So we were thinking that we would talk about some stuff we're hopeful for and looking forward to in spring. Does anyone want to go first? Sunlight. Just sunlight. That's really the being outside without a fucking coat on and just being able to feel the sun on my face. That's that's the thing. Local yeah. local golden retriever excited to go to the park. I'm a German shepherd, thank you. Anyway, uh warmth also. Warmth is good too, but like just being able to like take a walk outside and feel the sun on my face is honestly the thing that I've been missing this whole time i just fuck yeah that's it go on that is all you crave it's, yeah it's hard to be inside all the time when it's so freaking cold out too yeah mm. it's we yep. when we're recording this it's been winter and very snowy in new york for um a bit now surprisingly so snowy we've been approximately forever we've been even more cooped up in the house than we have been through this entire pandemic and um, some of our partners, not me, but some of our partners like the outdoors. <laughs> I, and they're getting since, a little stir crazy. Since getting out of, of quarantine a few weeks back. The like hotel? Yeah. Since, since getting out of the quarantine hotel, I have been like physically unable to stay entirely inside for more than like two days without feeling like I am in solitary confinement so yeah my yeah yeah very understandable (laughs) very understandable you're doing great but yeah no uh out uh sunlight no more winter that that would be rad Mm. that would be rad who else has something prepared it's been cold enough lately that my joints have been bothering me and i am someone who is very used to the cold and i even like areas that get like snow and get colder so this is a little bit more my speed that being said it's been like cold enough for long enough that my joints are bothering me like i'm I'm an old man and um i'm excited for my joints to go back to their regular degree of bothering me (laughs) that's a whole mood no that's super understandable uh, I would love to sit on our fire escape and read a fucking book. That's what I would like. Oh, that yes. is also the shit I crave. Yeah, Absolutely. there's just something about being able to actually like sit outside with fresh air. And we also just have like a lot of birds, like not just some birds. We have a lot of birds in our backyard, mostly morning doves. Treefalls of birds. Yeah, and I'm a huge fan of morning doves. Oh. I think they're really dumb and I like them a lot. Um, so like I just miss having... <laughs> Who wants to move our 
reading to the fire escape as soon as it's good enough weather for that. I was going to say, there's literally snow on it, so. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It I, was so like, nice. Like, and you also, mentioned like, it, and I want that so much now. Yeah, Fox and I used to go out there for, like, several hours at a time and just both sit on opposite sides of the fire escape and not speak oh, to each other. Good. And that's the shit I'm about. Enough to get, enough to get sunburned, listeners, for the record. <laughs> I burn in, like, 3.2 seconds. Okay, or you're not the best. I am the example, fairest but... lass in the land. <laughs> <laughs> A real damn. I've only had three sunburns in my life, and none of them were for the, from the fire escape. Yeah, don't talk to me. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, but yeah, the fire escape is our only outdoor space for the record. So we uh, do like having a little bit of outdoor time that's still in our own space, and that's the fire escape. I'm looking forward to having Fox read to me on the fire escape because mm. we only got to do that once or twice, and that was very gay because we were reading Sappho on oh a fire God, escape. Oh my God, you two very- stop. But Very don't actually gay. stop. That's adorable. I love also reading out loud. Loud. I love being on the fire escape. I love being able to go outside of our apartment, even by the two feet of being on our fire escape. <laughs> and like, I had kind of forgotten about this. And now you mentioned it, son. And oh my God, I want to be able to go out on our fire escape well, so bad. Here's some hope. And I gave it to you. So you're welcome. Um, I'm also, I have, I have a couple more things. Um, fruit that's actually like, fresh and doesn't go bad in a day in season mm-hmm. in season fruit would be really nice and also my plants are currently in dormancy season because our window sills are too cold for them and i would like my plants to bloom yeah yeah that's me i'm into that yeah all right iris iris i didn't prepare anything <laughs> <laughs> you were so confident when i was like does anyone need to like make any notes or think about anything out loud before we start recording no i just assumed i'd come up with something i'm sure i'll i'll come up with something i just i i've just been sitting here and vibing but um... you're not supposed to be vibing you're supposed to be prepping <laughs> you know sometimes we do our best <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to, I'm looking forward to a lot of things, um, like y'all, I, I, I don't love the outdoors, but even I suffer from, uh. Has your seasonal affective disorder treating you though, babe? Yeah, that's Mm. not great. So I, I like when there's, when I can be next to a window where there's sunlight. But also next to an air conditioning at the same time. But also next to an air conditioning (laughs) at the same time. Listen, I'm a princess. (laughs) (laughs) But um, no, I am really looking forward to just a bunch of stuff that um, we have coming up. It was like kind of a rough um, end of year because of just like the seasonality of our jobs and stuff outside of podcasting um, and stuff like that. So our I'm looking forward to a vacation jobs. that we have planned. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to um, we're planning to take a week off and I, I love taking um, at home, um, time off. I don't like, like, just not going anywhere, um, and just, like, having time to work on projects and play some video games, read some books, just be really relaxed and just hang out around my partner. So it's been a while since we've had, like, an extended period of time where there's no responsibilities and big things to do. So I'm really looking forward to, like, a large chunk of time off where we can take a deep breath and (laughs) relax for a little while. Because I think that's important. And, I think it's important to not fill, I feel very passionately about not filling all of your vacation time with productive things because then you're not actually like recovering or resting or so. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Hmm. Just taking some chill time. Yeah. 
it'll be good. And hopefully it'll be a little nicer outside so we can go on walks. Specifically oh, at yes. Sage. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Take me for walks, please. <laughs> Insert, like, any picture of a dog sitting right next to the door. <laughs> yeah, that's the yeah. mood. Honestly, like, I would like to go for walks again also. Like, I'm I'm also not the biggest outdoor person because I am a, I'm a delicate ecosystem. And if you expose me to too much heat or too much cold, my blood pressure tries to join Cirque du Soleil. Yeah. Um, but. <laughs> that's a new one. The imagery is so good, though. <laughs> I'm just I envisioning the blood well of flipping jokes about my own health. <laughs> through your veins on trapezes. See, I was thinking of like that's what it feels like. People like like people looking masses of just blood, like they're just blood, but they're people shaped doing circus things. You know the okay, you know so the that's ribbon dancing thing. Yeah. <laughs> Why is it not the spine Horrifying. literally leaving the body and Horrifying. crawling away was in the podcast? <laughs> Why did it's we true. I shouldn't be the only one allowed to make terrible jokes. Foxes are editor. I was that in there. Anything they stay. All the terrible goes. jokes stay. Yeah. Oh, no. But in all seriousness, it's hard for me to go for walks when we have a lot of, like, hard-packed snow. Because I can drag myself through a foot of snow without problems. But as soon as the ground is uneven underneath me, I sprain my ankles a lot. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking forward to being able to, like, be outdoors and, like, get a little bit of exercise without that. Because it will make my joints feel better. And also because even the most indoor by nature city kid benefits from a little bit of outdoors time. Yeah. Not at anyone in particular, just as an observation. (laughs) At me, and I know it, but that's okay. But yeah, I I really did enjoy when um, it was still warmer out being able to like go for short walks around our neighborhood and stuff like that is That's nice, is right? Genuinely I that. very nice even though I'm a vampire allergic to sunlight. It's- like there's a cute plant nursery like three long blocks from us and you can go and like stand next to it and then leave and you will have seen some green stuff and I would like to be able to do that again. Yeah. I should get a parasol. In terms of things I'm looking forward to, though, uh, this is kind of a big thing, and I ass- we're going to inevitably end up talking about it more on the podcast because this is an advice podcast to some extent, but I got a referral for a consultation about top surgery. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. 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 Recently. And so excited. I'm, I'm very excited about that being something I have access to in the future and can actually do and take steps toward. Um, and further updates as they become available <laughs> yeah it's gonna be great oh, you can yeah. live so it. it's gonna be so good yeah it's i'm very excited and i don't know i kind of assumed that this was gonna happen approximately never because prior to the past year i've never had good health insurance and like now we're good son was now like we're you doing know our health insurance covers stuff like top surgery right and i was like i i did not know that and she was like you should like look into that maybe and i was like i i should do that and maybe we should start asking some doctors how to how we do that because we should do that (laughs) and now i have a piece of paper about it and i'm gonna turn the piece of paper into a conversation through the arcane magic of the medical system (laughs) yep that's a good way of putting it. it yeah Hey folks, it's Fox here for our Patreon shoutouts. We're so excited to welcome our newest patron, Nuray. Welcome to it, Nuray. We're thrilled to have you. And now, back to the episode. But yeah, Iris, do you want to give us our listener question? I would love to. <laughs> <laughs>
So our lovely Patreon uh, subscriber, Catherine, sent us in a question. Um, I'm mad at society for completely failing on the whole how to give a compliment thing. So here's my question. How do you give a compliment? Fairly simple. Fox has a a great answer for this one that I am always ready to hear again. Yeah, exactly. There's a formula. Yeah, I have a formula for a lot of things because I'm someone who struggled a lot with social cues as a kid. I continue to struggle, but now I have some scripts. And again, depends a lot on words of affirmation. So learning to give a compliment was really important for me growing up and was something that to to my parents' credit, especially my mother, my my mom worked really hard to teach me how to give a compliment and I kind of built on it from there. Um, So the things that I think are important to keep in mind about giving compliments are that first of all, I think I mentioned this during the words of affirmation section, people can't read your mind. So Mm. anytime that your brain tells you, I probably don't need to tell that person they're like doing a good job at this thing because I'm sure they already know, that's probably not true and you should probably just take the 30 seconds to say that thing out loud. Side note. Yeah, go for it. Quick quick side note. If you're a manager of some people, this is an important lesson to learn. Thank you, Iris, for Mm. teaching me. (laughs) Well, the other thing is it will make your minions like undyingly loyal. Minions! Minions. Your cherished co-workers and subordinates. (laughs) Yes, the lackeys. Subordinates. God. (laughs) um but so that's vital second of all the key about giving compliments that i have put a lot of thought into as i've gotten older and gone to some therapy is that it's an easy impulse to make your compliments about the person's nature by which i mean being like you're so smart or you're so pretty or whatever and those are fine compliments to give but it's important to compliment people on things they do rather than things they are because it's really easy to get caught in this mind mindset of like um for example if you pass a test and your parents are like oh you're so smart and then you fail the next test It's easy to feel like they made a statement about who you are and why it's a good thing that you are the way you are, and then you didn't achieve that same level, so what you are must have changed in a negative way. Well, it's also important, with this example especially, too, if you think about all of the things of, like, when you just say, like, blatantly you're so smart and everything, it really disqualifies all that hard work that you did if it was studying or taking notes in class or whatever it was. So, like, when we, instead of complimenting people's nature, compliment the work they're doing, we're really stating, like, you worked really hard for this and you need to know that you worked really hard for this. And, like, I see that. Exactly. Like, you know, if someone is innately good at spelling, that's awesome. But on the other hand, if they studied for an entire week to pass that spelling spelling test and they got 100%, that's also awesome. Yeah. Or alternatively, the the value of that kind of thing is in the hard work, not in the result. And I know that the American public school system doesn't agree with me on that, Oof. but the American public fucked. school system can kindly kiss my ass. <laughs> The, the value of giving a compliment about some, something someone is doing is that it's something they have control over. So you're, you're offering them a positive affirmation on the way they're choosing to behave or the way they're choosing to live their life. And that encourages them to feel good about that choice, which is a choice they made. Right. And it also means it encourages them to stick to that. So if you compliment someone on like, you work really hard to be kind to your friends, even when you're under a lot of stress, like, it feels good to be complimented on that. And that might not be something that person has thought about a lot. And they might be like, I do work really hard at that. I'm going to continue working really hard at that because that's why my friendships work. Mm. 
And so, like, anyway, the short version of this is that the ways to give a compliment are notice something that you appreciate about a person. It shouldn't be their appearance. (laughs) Right. If it is their appearance, it should be something about their appearance they can control. Um, Don't just yell that they have a nice ass. You should tell them, I like the way you dyed your hair or something. Just as an aside, because I feel like it's relevant. But you notice something you appreciate about a person. Maybe it's something they did. Maybe it's like a way they behave or whatever. You recognize that they can't read your mind and therefore don't intuitively know that you appreciate that about them. And then you open your mouth and you say a nice thing. (laughs) And I know that sounds a little bit pat, but I'm not kidding. (laughs) Because it's, it's hard to get past that initial awkwardness of feeling like you're you're crossing some sort of line or like you're making yourself vulnerable in an embarrassing way. And so like it's hard to get in the habit of giving compliments because like we are kind of socialized to see it as embarrassing and like a little bit childish and like a little bit silly to walk up to someone and be like you're really nice and you work hard to be nice and I admire that. And learning to get past that initial embarrassment and actually be able to say that thing out loud is a little bit challenging at first, but I personally consider it very worthwhile. Yeah, and there, I was just going to say that it um, <laughs> that it's really nice when this this has sort of um like drunk girl in like a club bathroom energy of like just like so earnestly when especially when it comes to strangers there's like two different things right there's like complimenting somebody that you know deeply well and you can like give them like a deep and meaningful compliment about like the nature of their being and the way that they act and um help you out in your day-to-day life and all of those different things but there's also just something really nice about like giving a genuine not creepy not cat compliment to another person and like this is something i deeply miss about like not being out yeah. and about in the world and stuff like God, that is that likewise is that they're they're just being able to walk up to somebody and be like you are wearing the most amazing outfit like you're killing it you're doing a great job and then just walking away and just having that be like that that really became a part of like my life just out and about and i i do deeply miss that and that's something that i i really learned from fox is just like don't be afraid to give like a genuine earnest non-creepy compliment in public to a random passerby because like that might make their day and it's definitely made mine when people i tend to dye my hair crazy colors children especially will get so hype about (laughs) (laughs) about um like crazy colored hair um I shouldn't say crazy. Um, about like wildly dyed hair, unnaturally colored and, hair. Um, yeah, unnaturally mm. colored hair. Like I like bright pinks and purples and that sort of stuff. And um, yeah, just it it might make somebody's day. I actually want to take this to a slightly different place, which I referenced earlier in this conversation. Uh, in a work context, especially, uh, compliments and affirmations are super important, no matter what position you're in, because. As someone with anxiety at work, I am anxious all of the time about the kind of job that I am doing. And hearing someone uh, in any position, whether they're a coworker or a subordinate or uh, a manager, say, no, this is really good. You're on the right track or like, I really appreciate this thing goes such a long way toward making me feel more comfortable uh, in a workplace. Uh, And as a manager, uh, Iris came to me at one point and actually told me straight out, hey, it would be really 
helpful if you could provide positive feedback on what I'm doing and what on other staff are doing. And that was something that I had to come to terms with over a pretty long period of time because it was not something that came naturally. Um, I would give compliments for things that were exceptional, but viewed the rest as, well, this is the nature of the job and I don't have to comment on this. But even just something as basic as like a, a mundane task that someone's responsible for on a day-to-day basis, if someone's doing a good job at it, compliment them on it because it makes them feel good. It makes them feel appreciated and seen. And it's just a nice thing to do. Yeah, on that same like, sure. wavelength, I've been training for the last, I don't know, some months. I have a couple of people who You've are been like, training other people, our- you mean? Yeah. yeah, I've been training other people for a couple of months now and everything. And I've tried to really focus on like, I was here before I did the same training, I came up through this whole thing. And there is like, there's a learning curve, and they have to get there and like, really try to take a step back and be like, I'm really good at my job, because I've been here for a while. And I try really hard to be good at my job. And like, they're not there yet. So like, when they do make mistakes, or like, I need to tell them to make corrections or whatever, I really try to follow it up afterwards of being like, hey, there's a couple of problems with this, but you're doing great. And this is all part of it. And it's not a big deal. So don't worry about it. Take your time. And if you need me, let me know. And I think that's always really nice, too, because it's like, hey, so you need to make changes. You need to work, you know, differently on this or like, here's a, a different way for me to explain this. But like, generally, you're doing great. Mm-hmm. And I think that could be awesome. Very helpful. Compliments are good, actually. Yeah. Compliments are great. They're great to receive. They're great to give. You should give them to the people around you, especially the people you care about deeply. Like, don't forget yeah. to compliment the people you love because like, especially right now, like we're all like living in like these pandemic times where we're not seeing other people that often and like show you care about other people say nice things to them yeah and like i said i i mentioned you know it can be hard to get in the habit of of giving compliments um because it 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 is something that people tend to like feel kind of embarrassed about especially like giving a like sincere compliment to a person you love does mean you're making both of you a little bit vulnerable and that's a little bit hard um and it's okay if it's a little bit hard at first but you should still cultivate that skill both on both sides both giving and receiving but specifically like i went through a pretty lengthy phase where i kind of stopped complimenting random strangers because i am very short um i am very high energy because i have adhd and for a really long time i had a lot of people talk down to me a lot because they would assume i was younger than i was by a lot Like, I was once asked why I wasn't in the elementary school when I was in 10th grade. And, like, part of the reason they did that was because, like, telling people plain-spoken, simple compliments was viewed as very childish for whatever reason. And, like, getting past that was kind of an important step for me personally. (laughs) And it is something that, like, we're not really taught to do it in society. And we're not really taught to, like, give those non-creepy compliments to a stranger. Like, I did walk, I did go to a drugstore recently. It was amazing. I went to a pharmacy. It was, like... Highlight of your week. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I, like, when I was checking out and I, like, mentioned to the cashier, I was like, I really like your hair because it was dyed bright purple. And she pointed at my hair where it was sticking out from under my hat. And she was like, same hat. Yours too. And then, like, that was the end of the conversation. And it was a really nice, pure interaction. 
And like getting past that initial like anxiety of like, well, what'll people think of me if I say a nice thing really truly does a lot for your worldview. It did a lot for my depression, weirdly, (laughs) but like there's a lot to be said for it. Yeah. I am a big believer in that, like, obviously think before you speak, whatever. But like if you have a thought come into your head and you're like, wow, my girlfriend looks great in that shirt. You should just allow that thought to pass directly from your frontal lobe out of your mouth (laughs) and go, wow, girlfriend, you look great in that shirt. Well, especially like, especially when it's your partner, you can let that flow right on through. When we're talking strangers on the street, take a couple more beats to think about it. Take a beat. Yeah. And think if that would make that person feel uncomfortable or not. Mm -hmm. The thing that I've discovered is always safe to compliment someone on is instead of going, you look great in blank, you can say, I love your hair. I love your dress. I love your earrings. And then you are complimenting a thing that they chose on their own, like in their own appearance that they put thought into. They probably put work into, especially if it's someone who is socialized as a woman. (laughs) And like, that's your secure way to compliment a stranger without being a creep is to compliment something that they chose to do in their own life. Not their body. Also, This is a sidebar from your earlier anecdote, Fox, but compliment more people in the service industry because they can use all the positivity you can give them. Yeah. That's what the fuck is up. And compliment them on their service. Like, specifically be like, like when they're managing Mm -hmm. a busy restaurant, be like, wow, you're handling this really well. And then they're inevitably like, I'm so sorry, it's been so busy. I'm like, you you just tell them, no, 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 you're doing great. You're doing fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Every time yeah. every time I got a compliment from someone on how well the place was running when we were back at hell, it did not matter how badly the night was going, my night was suddenly perfect. Yeah. Well, I also I want to like state a thing that Fox said earlier too of like feeling really good when you're giving compliments cuz you should. This is really good yeah. for you and also like it's amazing to make somebody else smile. It's good for us. It's good for us as human yeah. beings. We're really into making other people happy. It makes us happy. So, like, do that. Yeah. It costs mm-hmm. zero dollars to be nice to other people. God, yes. <laughs> yeah. And and if you're the kind of person who, like, for whatever reason, thinks that giving compliments that are sincere and unironic and not backhanded makes you childish or embarrassing, I truly encourage you to sit with that statement a little bit and really try and figure out why. Or we want to want to wrap it up. Um, yeah. yeah. Do we feel good? Do we feel like we've answered how to give a compliment? Yeah, I think that was really Fairly. good. Yeah. We also talked about it from a bunch of different perspectives, strangers, co-workers. Different angles. Yeah. Loved ones. Yeah. That was good. Oh, the one thing I did want to mention before we close up, accepting compliments is hard. I think this is a and scary. bigger conversation, too. And we're going to get back to it later. But the other key detail I wanted to mention is that especially in personal relationships, if you have a hard time accepting compliments from, like, random folks, totally understandable. I absolutely get it. Don't worry about it. But, like, especially in, like, a close relationship, like a romantic relationship or something, like, talking to your partner and learning to let them say nice things about you without it sending either of you into a spiral of some kind is really important because it's a great way to build that connection and feel safe in your relationship. Like, it lets you feel assured in that person's affection for you. So, like, you can't wave a magic wand and make your anxiety go away, but, like, Talk about it. Discuss it. Work toward that. You're doing amazing. We're proud of you. That's the end of my sentence. That was a good (laughs) sentence. Any other thoughts or should I wrap it up? I'm good. All right. 
All right, that's been us, the Quapple. As always, a big thank you to Molly of Geography for the use of her song Hanahaki Bloom for our music. Come find us on Twitter or Instagram at ATWR underscore podcast or on Tumblr at Quapple dash network or even by email at quapplenetwork at gmail.com. Toss us a question or an advice topic. We love hearing from you. And of course, go ahead and check out our Patreon at the ATWR podcast if you want to tip Fox for their editing work. Uh, If you love our podcast, please share with your friends and leave a comment wherever you're listening. As always, remember, we believe in you. Bye. 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 Bye.